Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Church 2060 podcast. Thank you for listening. It is very cool that you take a moment to listen to the things that I have to say. Uh, Hopefully, today is one that will resonate with you. Today's episode is titled, Make the Fruits of the Spirit Great Again. And yes, I know, you know what I'm uh, what I'm parodying here, but it is true. It is not something that I'm taking lightly. It is something that I'm very serious and passionate about. And I found a way to say it in a way that might be catchy. So as we go through this episode, consider how you can make the fruits of the Spirit great again. Uh, and right before I get started, I want to mention too, I do have a new series that's going to start soon called Marked Urgent, and it is about the church, of course, uh, and I'm pretty excited about that, but today I'm even more excited about talking about the fruits of the Spirit. So l- let me ask you a question as I get started. When you read the Bible, and you read some of these stories in the Bible, do you ever question why some of these stories have to be so hard? If I'm being honest, I question why some of these stories have to be so hard to stomach. Okay, let's take the Passover story. Everyone knows the Passover story if you grew up in church or if you're a church leader. It's about freedom, right? It's about the the Israelites being free. It's about Moses. It's about a lot of cool things. But it's also about putting blood over your door so that no one in your house gets murdered, right? That's a tough one for me. That's a tough one for me to wrestle with, why God would let somebody die or get killed by someone he sent to do it because they didn't have blood over the door. I struggle with that one. Let's talk about Ananias and Sapphira. I'm sure I said that wrong. But in the New Testament, right, the church is being developed. People are giving all their stuff. People are living together in community, taking care of each other's needs. And they lie about what they brought and what they kept. They both die. Okay, now I don't know if there's parts of the story that didn't get recorded that would make it make more sense to me. But to me, the story lacks grace. It lacks details. I mean, I want more. I want to know why exactly this went down the way it did. I want to know why it just seems like the regular rules didn't apply to this story, at least in my mind. That's hard for me. There's things in the Bible like this story that are hard for me to wrap my mind around, and they're just hard texts. But there is a text that's not hard that makes me extremely thankful. In John chapter 15, we see Jesus talking about the fruits of the Spirit, talking about abiding in the vine, right? You know the passage. I will not read it to you. I want you to go read it yourself, like always. Go read it as we talk about this. Jesus says, abide in me and you will bear fruit. Now, we often think about this as, well, okay, I abide in Jesus, then I'll go, you know, I'll become this great soul-winning machine. I'll be this great evangelist or... I'll suddenly be really be somebody in the church and I'll be a big deal. But you know what? When the New Testament talks about fruit, it's generally talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. When it talks about works, it's talking about going out and doing cool things for Jesus. But when it talks about fruit, it's 
It's talking about things like love and joy and peace and patience. And it's very clear. This is an easy passage. Jesus says, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. And if you can hear all the traffic, that's because I am in my car. I am at work at seven o'clock in the morning. And this is the quietest place. So sorry about all the traffic and all the noise. But Jesus said, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Now, abide simply means remain, spend time with, stay connected to. Guys, he's talking about getting into a regular rhythm of spending time with him. Jesus. You know, things like getting up in the morning and carving out 15 minutes where you can stop and read a piece of scripture and pray about it. Pray about your day. Pray about who you are, who Jesus is, what you need from him, and what you want him to do in your heart and your life and how you want him to change you. That's what I'm talking about. And half of it doesn't even have to be you talking. It can just be you being still, being with Jesus. That's what he's talking about when he says, abide in me. And when you abide in him, you will bear much fruit. He even says when you don't abide in him, you won't bear much fruit. Okay? It's simple. It's an easy passage. It's a passage filled with love, which happens to be one of the fruits of the Spirit. You want to display fruits of the Spirit in your life? Spend time with Jesus. You want to be the guy or the girl that is filled with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and thoughtfulness and gentleness and I know it's the one we don't always talk about, but self-control. Yes, I'm talking about controlling our tempers and our behaviors and the way we act around other people. Abide in Jesus and you will display much of this. Now, I know that's a lot to ask. Spending time with Jesus is a lot to ask. But notice Jesus doesn't say find a church service to go to and you'll display the fruits of the Spirit. He doesn't say, find a new home church, find a good Sunday morning service, find a good speaker to listen to the podcast, and you will display fruit. He said, come to me, spend time with me, and you will bear much fruit. It's that simple. Now look, I know we go down this road all the time, and I go down this road all the time, but as a church leader, you might be thinking, well, I don't need to hear this, Mike. I know this passage. I know what we're going through. But listen, we are at a time where Christians are displaying less fruits of the Spirit than ever. We are supporting people who display less fruits of the Spirit than ever. We need to reverse course. This isn't something where I'm talking about the year 2060. I'm talking about right now. We need to be displaying the fruits of the Spirit. All the time I hear people talk about evangelism and discipleship. And that is good. But let me say this. Don't you think, before we start sending people out to try to take over the world for Jesus, to tell everybody about Jesus, to preach on the street corners and start their own podcast and whatever, or to think that they're the next preacher at your church that should be in the preaching rotation, shouldn't we be teaching them to spend time with Jesus so they can display the fruits of the Spirit? And let me ask you this one more question. 
as leaders, as church leaders, as believers, as people who go out and want to tell other people about Jesus, if we ourselves can't even display the fruits of the Spirit, because we're so hung up on whatever's going on in the world, whatever political party we're supporting, whatever guy that we're supporting, because he's on our team, but yet he acts like a total jerk. If that's all we're talking about, we're missing it. We should not expect anyone to come join our team when we can't simply display love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, any of it. If we can't do that, there's no way we should expect someone to listen to us about anything, especially the truth crowd, okay? I display, I tell the truth. I tell you I love you, but it's the truth. And all they want to do is hammer truth, 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 truth. You know what? There are some churches growing in the midst of all this. I heard a guy, a pastor in Canada, talking about how his church is not growing. But guess whose is? The Mormon church. Yes, the Mormon church near him is growing. And I didn't even know you had Mormons in Canada, so that's probably just my ignorance, but... He said they're growing because they're going out and doing things for people, people who need their grass cut, people who need work, yard work done, people who need their house fixed up. They're just going out and doing that stuff for people who can't do it for themselves, which sounds a lot like fruits of the spirit. Okay. Sounds a lot like loving people and they're growing. So I'm going to wrap up here, but listen. If you're wondering why things aren't changing, why things aren't working, take some time, get into a rhythm of spending time with Jesus, a regular rhythm of doing this, and you will begin to see love and joy and peace and patience, the fruits of the Spirit being displayed in your life. It's not a hard text. Jesus just said, spend time with me and you, this will happen. Just do it. It's not one we have to wrap our minds around or try to figure out why it's so weird and why we can't handle it. He just said, do this and you will display the fruits of the spirit. So this week, when you leave the house or when you're dealing with your family, your wife, your husband, your kids, remember It's time to make the fruits of the Spirit great again. Thank you for listening. I will see you on my next series. Have a wonderful week.